everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco. Thanks again for being a part of this journey. My guest today is Danny Miranda. And who is Danny Miranda? He is a lover of life and spends his time podcasting and writing. He is the host of the Danny Miranda podcast, which aims to help him explore his curiosities and become a student of life. He has published more than 300 episodes in less than two and a half years with some of the world's greatest minds like Morgan Housel, Nick Sharma, Ben Bergeron, Gary Vaynerchuk, Celia Bloom, Tom Ballou, and many more. And excited to have Danny here. I've been following him a little bit on Twitter for the last few months, and uh, we've exchanged a lot. So, uh, Danny, welcome in, and uh, glad to have you, man. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And I, I also love your background. Who I don't know if people can see it, but be grateful, kindness, happy. Like this is all things near and dear to my heart. So I'm um, I'm honored to be here and really grateful that, that you invited me. That wasn't, you know, that's one of those things of having friends that do woodworking. <laughs> I have a friend that has a whole wood shop in his basement. So he helped me create that um, earlier this year. So yeah, I appreciate that. You know, that's a lot of the mantra. And by the way, I think one of the parallels and why I wanted to have you on was a lot of the stuff, you know, it, it, as we all do, I think, you know, you kind of active on Twitter and other platforms, like you kind of start following self folks that, you know, not only think a little differently, but also have some similar values you feel and stuff like that. And I, and I feel the same with you. A lot of the stuff that, you know, you post and a lot of stuff you share, you kind of have a lot of empathy, um, a lot of compassion. It seems like, you know, again, you're thoughtful. So again, that's why I thought there were some, some similar paths here. I was like, well, let's bring you on. Cause I think we can have some, some good conversation, um, of where you've been in your life now. And you know, this obviously being a podcaster, by the way, congrats on two and a half years, dude, and over 300 episodes. That's a lot of work, man. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a it's been a hell of a run, and it, it's gone by both quickly, and it's feels felt like a long time. Both are true, which is a weird thing. Yeah, I feel you there, man. It's been over five years now doing this podcast, and it's like you know wow. you remember when you started, but it's like, gosh, has it been that long? Um, and there's always the ups and downs throughout that journey, as you know. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of places, you know. I was kind of thinking, as you know, like when you interview folks, it's it's almost like you're trying to put a novel together of like, okay, how do we navigate this? How do we have a really good dialogue? There's so many spots to start here, um, and I'm gonna. I, I'm. I've really been wrestling between two, so I'm just gonna go with my gut, and I'm gonna start with this one. So, you had a friend of yours on a couple of years ago, and he shared an email you wrote to him. In September of 2019, and I'll let you share maybe the Cliff Notes version. But the reason I think this is so valuable to start here, and I'll get to the, I'll cut to the chase. Um, but you said something. There, obviously, I'll, I'll just kind of preface by saying it was something along the lines of, "I'm not good enough. I'm not in a good spot," you know. And, and this was a mentor of yours. Um, and the reason I wanted to start here is, oh, gosh, I think of all the times that I struggled. It took me two years even just to start the podcast. And like, I was never good enough. I was always worried about what other people are thinking. So I wanted to start, can you share where, where Danny was in September of 2019? Um, where were you at in your life there? I was at the La Jolla library in San Diego when I was writing that email. And I remember exactly where I was and the email as you said, consisted of basically the contents being like, I'm not good enough. I don't know. I feel as if I have more to give this world and I'm not acting on it. And I don't know how I should be acting on it. And I don't know where to go. And it's crazy to think that was just three and a half years ago. Like that wasn't that long in the grand scheme of life, but oh my God, it's, it's been a wild journey since that email. And just since getting that off my chest and since trying to 
figure out and navigate. And I, I misstepped a couple of times on throughout the journey in the past three and a half years and hasn't been all smooth sailing, but just the steps forward that I've taken from that place of like, I really didn't like life. I really didn't feel like I was giving much to life to now where it feels like I'm giving so much and I'm also getting back an incredible amount. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about like pure joy, pure connection to the moment, pure um, like interactions with amazing people. So yeah, I mean, I, I was just in a really rough spot at that time of my life. And I think it was also like uh, the, the question, the follow-up question is like, well, how'd you get out of that spot? Right. And it's like, I got out of that spot by doing one thing and that's meditating. And I started the journey of meditation and 20 minutes in the morning, because that's what my friend Tej Dosa did. And that's who I was sending the email to. And he was operating with a loveness for life and just like something was different about him. And I was trying to figure out what exactly that was. And one of the habits that he did that I didn't know if I really should do, but I was like, all right, he does it. So I might as well do it. And that is meditating. And I started meditating in the morning, 20 minutes with this kitchen timer. I still have to this day, three and a half years later that I still use. And I just sat on the floor with my back against the wall, put that timer for 20 minutes and then just watch the thoughts happen. And for three months, I thought like this wasn't doing anything, but three months later, I was sitting in a car and I was like feeling anxious. And then I noticed myself feel anxious. And then I changed my reaction based on the first reaction I had. And I was like, oh, wow, that's different. And so this started to happen everything in my life where I would notice my own thought and then I'd be able to correct it to a different thought that was better. And I think if you do that enough times over a long enough time horizon, like amazing things can happen. So yeah. that's a little journey about where I was and what happened to make it a little bit better. Yeah, I totally agree on the meditation. I, I, I've had a similar experience where you almost like, it, it's almost like time stops. You have a few extra seconds to ref, reflect in that moment before you kind of make a decision. Um, and, and that's what, again, this is always the interesting thing because I, I really think starting is the hardest point for most people. Like that, that's where we get hung up. Because once you get going, although yes, there's all those struggles we could talk about, but in, and you kind of get into the, mo um, you know, the, the, the kind of moment there. Where were you at though in life? Like, were you always, I mean, at least from some of the stuff I've, I've kind of witnessed or, and read and what have you is like, you were kind of doing some cool stuff. Like, didn't you interview like the New York Knicks when you were like 15? Like you, like, did you, were you motivated and then something happened and you weren't like, what got you in yes. that rut? So what happened was from, I always knew that the power of life, that the life that I'm currently living and the life that I thought was going to be the best was going to be around creating content and putting it out on the internet. Every time that I've done that, good things have happened to me in life. And I started doing that and noticed that that was a possibility at 13 when I started a blog, at 15 when I started that Nick's blog you, you mentioned. And then what happened was I said to myself, I want to be normal. I want to be like everyone else. I don't want the responsibility that comes with like, all right, you're interviewing NBA players. Like, all right, now you need to cover the team. Now you need to not go to parties. Now you need to actually do the work. And I didn't want to do the work. And I also wanted to be normal because that's what my parents and friends were all optimizing for. And I went into my surroundings. 
if my parents had been internet entrepreneurs and were like, you should do the blog and they did push me to do the blog, but it was also like college is more important than this little blog that you're doing. And I respect that. And that's the, the world that I was raised in. And I wanted to be accepted into that world. And I'm happy I did that. But at the same time, it took some of my life force away from me because that's not who I am. I'm not someone who wants to go to school. I'm not somebody who, who learns from education and, and you telling me how some, how, what I should learn. And some people are like that. I'm not trying to denigrate it. That's just not who I am. And I knew that at a young age, but the journey from 15 to 25 was getting back to that place. Yeah. 25 was the first time really I went back to that place of, let me write on the internet. Writing on the internet has given me everything good that's come out of my life. So much of what's come out of my life that's good. And so let me go back to that. Well, and, and I wonder if you agree with this. And maybe obviously with that 15 to 25, you experienced this. Because I, I was kind of similar in the fact of I always wanted acceptance. So I would, and partly being a people pleaser, but like I wanted to do things for others to make them happier. And almost it degraded my happiness. And once I realized, well, no, why don't, yes, I need to keep that in mind, but why don't I do things that are important to me? And what it's amazing is that you start surrounding your people that are supportive and want you to be better. And then you could support those people back. Like it's an interesting dynamic, but you don't realize that when you're 15, right? Did you go through a similar experience? You kind of, you have to lose friends almost to gain new ones that are kind of more in your, your sphere, if you will. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, it's been really cool seeing how many of my friends from college have supported me in the journey of the podcast. I have friends who like, will listen to a, a few episodes, listen to a few episodes when I was just launching and was like, dude, you're incredible at this. Like you're going to be so big one day and like supporting me. And it's just like, those were friends from my like old life that still are down to help me on my new life, quote unquote. So I don't know. I don't know if I've really lost friends along the way. But I mean, of course, you're going to resonate with people more if you're at a particular point in your journey. Yeah, I mean, it's just such an interesting thing of and, and it's almost like you don't lose friends, but maybe you don't, con you know, you don't contact them as much or you don't communicate as much because there's only so much time in the day, right? I know. And, and know? I fight against that. Yeah. I fight against that. And I I'll text my friends from college often yeah. just because they're not doing the same things as me. doesn't mean that I can't talk to them or can't be friends with them. Right. Well, that goes back to too. I think learning, you know, you don't also want, you don't want to be in the, you know, the echo chamber of you only listen to thoughts that are similar. It's exp And I think you probably, this is one of the reasons you do the podcast, probably similar to why I do it. Right. Is I want to learn from people that are totally different, that think differently because I, I don't, you know, that one of the biggest epiphanies I had, this probably didn't come until late twenties, early thirties was like, I do almost nothing about life. Like, you know, in your twenties, like you're like, I know everything or, you know, you're still in your twenties. So maybe, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, you think you know everything yeah. and then you realize like, oh shit, I don't know anything. So what, yeah. what's out there? Like, what could I be exposed to that I never even considered? And that's, what's so amazing about talking with people that are so different, you know? Yeah. I often think about like how much information would I gain about the world by just like living with two random quote unquote parents that are different from my own for a week. Like, I think that would be a cool little experiment or something. Cause like, dude, there's so many little things we all pick up from our parents that are inherent to us that other people didn't get. For example, my grandpa, every time we had a meal, he would ask questions. My, my parents, my dad and my mom, we would talk deeply about certain issues that were happening in the world. And we discuss them with the emotional intelligence and the history. And I'm like, now, looking back, most people don't get that. 
but like i didn't get like the woodworking or you know like random like things around the house so it's just interesting what the skills we gain just by the parents we have that we don't even think of as unique because we just were raised up in it well you know what's hilarious you say that is i remember my grandmother my nana rose she passed away in 2019 but like she was like my everything and growing up and and this is this is a little deeper than maybe i need to go but like as a middle child i didn't get a ton of attention at home i didn't feel you know older brother younger sister i felt kind of you know whatever but when i went to my grandparents house especially my grandmother it was like i was like i was like her everything and what was cool was funny about this and i I wonder if actually this is a random but if you have a story like this i used to watch oprah with her i used to watch regis and kathy lee with her and that actually got me excited about interviewing and like talking to people and conversing. Do you have a similar story that just something kind of that, that you were around that made you want to interview or want to like converse with people? Yeah. When I look back on it, my grandpa has got the news on at all times. Doesn't matter if it's Fox, doesn't matter if it's CNN, MSNBC, he'll like watch every channel. And just the idea of media is so in my family not that anyone is in media, but everyone's interested in consuming, in learning about the information, how it's presented. And I'm like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. So it wasn't necessarily that I was watching any interviewers per se, but to be in media, to be the thing that my parents and grandparents consume and family consumes and talks about, that is very much in me. And so it, it makes sense looking back. So when did uh, when did podcasting come into your head of like the first time you thought about starting a podcast? So podcasting for me was something that I always enjoyed and it would be what I would listen to or watch when I was procrastinating. So I would go about my business and then I'd watch a podcast, watch Joe Rogan, listen to Tim Ferriss. And I'd be like, you know, this is just procrastination. So that was, that was interesting. And then I never like considered doing my own podcast. And I didn't want to do one because I saw them do it. Right. I wanted it to be inherent to me. If I wanted to do it, then I, I would go about doing it. And what, what happened was I started to do these phone calls. I put out on Twitter in July of 2020, who wants to talk on the phone? And what had been happening was for the previous two months, I'd been meditating an hour every day. And all this meditation was making me really clear on myself. It was filling me with energy. It was making me excited. And I wanted to spread that energy to other people. So I would have these amazing phone conversations. People would be like, oh, my God, that was different. I don't know what just happened, but, like, that was one of the best phone calls I've had. And I would say the same thing. I would be like, this is amazing. I'm learning about these people. Like, it's so insightful. I get to learn. They get to learn about our experiences. We're both going through this world-changing event at the same time at different places. Like, let's learn about it. And then I was like, you know what? Like, why don't I record these? Because, you know, I got value from it. If I got value from it, there's probably someone out there who would get value from it as well. And so if that's the case, let's record this conversation. And what's a recorded phone conversation? That's just a podcast. And so slowly over time, it's turned into the production values increased and the timestamps and the clips and all this stuff. It just started for the first 38 episodes. It was just an audio only conversation on Skype. The two people, me and the guests couldn't see each other. And it was just it was beautiful. And so I, I loved it immediately. Like, do I record three episodes? I'm like, oh, this is different. Like, I love this. And I got so excited because if I love something, I've always been like, I've always been like, uh, like decent at things in life. Like, like not really that good. Like I play basketball. I was okay, but I wasn't great. 
But with podcasting, it felt like I had the chance to become great if I put in the work. And if you listen to the first hundred episodes, they weren't okay. Right. Like they they were uh, they were decent, right? But they weren't amazing. But it was something that I loved so much and that I could see myself getting better at. So yeah, that, that's like a little bit of the origin story. Well, you know, and, and I'm sure you feel this way. Like when you're on those convert, like even getting ready for this one, like, and I think this is almost for every episode I do. It's like, you kind of get excited. I'm like, all right, what, what can I learn about Danny here? This is interesting. Like I've never met him because most of the guests I haven't met before. Like I've had guests that have been on multiple times or ones that maybe I, I converse with before and then meet. But for the most part, it's someone that I haven't physically met. Um, like yourself, even though we've connected on Twitter here and there. But so anyways, I, I, I'm assuming same with you. Like you get giddy when you're like, oh, this is interesting. This is, you know. Dude, it's amazing. You you realize that like every person is their own book and it's only about your own curiosity to uncover it. And it just gets me so excited because then like you get to learn. And then not only do you get to learn, you get to share that information with other people. And the coolest thing about conversations is that, and similar to books, one part of it could hit you at one part of your life and another part of that same conversation could hit you completely differently at another time in your life. And it's so dependent on where the person is coming from, what type of things they're, they're doing in their day to day and what is new and insightful to them, right? Like I could be like, I could say this on this podcast, you know, what's been really helpful for me journaling and keeping a journal and writing down the things that are important to me and ticking off notes and being like, all right, I completed this. I didn't for, some people, they're going to be like, dude, that's so obvious. For someone else, it could be like, holy, I've never thought to do that. Right. And so I, that's what's so cool to me about conversations in general and listening to them. It's just like where you are in life is so dependent on how it's going to hit you. And you could meet people and somebody could understand something completely differently five years into their life versus 10 versus 20 versus 30. So. Yeah, man, it's so cool. And it adds layers to it. And I, I understand layers to it more every day. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, and I want to go down the, the podcast rabbit hole a little bit. And I'm and I'm I'm curious in terms of the growth of the show. You know, you had um you had Greg McEwen on, who's one of my favorites, Essentialism, one of my favorite books. And you know, he Me said too. something that was really profound, you know, what you focus on grows. And so if you look at your podcast, 38 episodes in, ah, we're just doing it, whatever. I got these audio to where it is now, because I mean, you've had some substantial growth. I mean, I give you a ton of credit. Uh, what do you think that's attributed to? Like, is there anything you've done that is unique or is it just, it's been the grind? It's been hard, you know, because at the end of the day, like we want to sprinkle it with some special sauce. A lot of times it's just hard work and consistency, right? So, yeah, no, man, it's just, I try everything and I do everything and I'm blessed to, I'm in the blessed position where currently I do not have a girlfriend. I don't have any children. I don't, this is my, my full-time focus. I'm putting out three episodes a week. I'm doing clips. People love the podcast. They're doing clips for me, like for free. And I'm just like, oh my God, you know, like it, it's one of those things where I don't know what exactly is leading to the growth. I just know when I decide to put more effort and intention into it. To give you some context, for the first year, I did three episodes a week. For the second year, I did episodes when I felt like it. So that turned into two episodes a week on average. And now for the third year, which I'm halfway through, it's back to three episodes a week. And there's a substantial difference between doing an episode whenever you feel like it, which turns into two episodes a week, and three episodes a week. And the intention of it and the consistency and the listening patterns of like, yo, this episode 
an episode is dropping at 4 a.m. Central Standard Time on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, no matter what. To me, that that's just like huge, like the programming of it, the, the connection. Every time I put out an episode, I'm like, I'm connecting with somebody. I'm helping someone and, and becoming their friend. And so that compounds because what do friends do? They tell each, their friends about a friend that they have. And so, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what's led to the growth, but I just know I'm, I'm just I'm doing the actions daily that are required to be the person that I want to be and help people in the way that I want to help. Yeah. And it's just it's just getting started. Well, and, and I think, too, like if you take it from like a fitness mentality, which you know I talk a lot about in the podcast and I think you do, too. Right. I mean, you know, from a, a fitness standpoint, I think is a good analogy. Always. If you just like oh, I'll go to the gym maybe this week or I'll go. But if you know, no, I'm going four times this week. This is the time I'm going, you know. And I'm, I'm ready to, to get out the door. Well, now you know, okay, these are the things I have to work on to hit that. If not, it's kind of just like, well, I don't know. You know we'll do it whenever. And, yeah, and I treat conversations the same way. I look at it like I'm going to the gym three times a week. And if somebody goes to the gym for three times a week for 10 years straight, I guarantee, almost guarantee that they are going to be in phenomenal shape by the end of the decade, right? And it's like, why would we think that conversations and podcasts are any different than that? I'm going to the gym three times a week. I'm posting three episodes a week. And if I do that over a decade, I, I have a hard time imagining a world in which I am not one of the top podcasters in the world. Like I truly, because who else has done that? Yeah. Ferris, Rogan, Chris Williamson is now doing it. Like there are a very select few people who can really say like they did three episodes a week for over a decade, like very few people in the world, which is just an exciting thing because podcasting as a whole is like the printing press. We're living through the printing press for audio and video. Yeah. Well, like, you know, it's interesting. Wild. Did you, I saw Gary, uh, Gary V posted this the other, I think it was last week about like the decline in podcasts, uh, because, yeah. because of probably the pandemic people start them in 2020 and then they stop. I, you know, that's part, honestly, for me, like, you know, there's still motivators. I love doing it again. We talked about, right. I mean, and my just get started is my mission. Like it's what I'm going to do for the yeah. next 50 years. Um, because I believe so hard, wholeheartedly in it, but it is kind of the, there's a little chip on the shoulder. Maybe you agree. It's like, I keep again, keep putting out the episodes. This is something, this is something that was my baby. Like I want to keep doing this. I enjoy it, but it's also kind of one of those things. Again, some days you don't want to go to the gym, but you still have to. You know, you still have to get there. And and that's the thing I, I tweeted the other day. Like it makes me both happy and sad when I see a podcast that's great that I'm listening to, but they haven't posted in over a year. It makes me happy because I'm like, wow, that's one person I leapfrogged. It makes me sad because I know that that person could have made it mm -hmm. and could have built a, a crazy show if they had just kept going. And so, yeah, it is that mixed feeling of like chip on your shoulder and also just like, Ah, I wish like there's enough for everyone. Oh, to yeah. eat. You know, podcasting is growing and it's just all building up and your success is my success because if someone, if your, your show gets big, then I could say that I was, I was the, one of the first guests on your, you know what I mean? Like you've been doing it for five years, but like oh, the, yeah, the point is that, yeah, yeah the, the point is that we're just like, if you're going to do it for 50 years, I want you to win and your winning doesn't take away from me. And I think that's, that's obvious. Well, Two people who have an abundance mindset. Well, and I think that's too, and that's one of, one of the things, the, the pleasantries I was sharing at the beginning of the podcast, like following you. I mean, a lot of these folks, the Justin Welsh's of the world and stuff like these guys online that like, you know, you, I think he, you had him on your podcast. Uh, like these guys though, that like they're, put, they're trying to grow business. They're putting out content, whatever. but like you could tell, look, look, I've been in sales for a lot of years. You could tell the bullshitters 
from the people that are really genuine, right? And like you, like him, like these guys are genuine, like they care about people, they want to improve, certainly trying to grow a business, certainly just trying to, you know, do things. But I think that's the, that's the big difference here is like you want people to succeed. You want people to win because who cares? There is plenty out there, right? There's plenty. And everyone has their different tastes. Like some people I'll talk to, I'm like, oh, did you listen to Tim Ferriss this episode? They're like, I don't like Tim Ferriss. I'm like, okay. Like the people that are like, I don't like Joe Rogan. I'm like, okay, that's cool, dude. He's got a lot of, yeah. he's a he's great, great uh, interviewer. A lot of good guests, but okay. You know, like your, your call. So exactly. And it's, it's like friends too, right? Yeah. Like some people, you know, don't resonate. We're not all going to resonate with everyone yeah. and that's okay. And that's, that's amazing. Like that's the beauty of life. And so I think having the comfortability to put yourself out there and just understand like some people are going to listen to the podcast and absolutely hate it. And that's okay. Like that is part of life yeah. and they're right to think that like they're right to have their own perspective and opinion. And like, that's cool with me. Like, cause I I'm good with me. You know, I know I'm doing the right thing for me. And so I respect your opinion of me because I, while I do value it, I don't let it change my opinion of myself. Yeah. You can't be everything to everybody. Right. That's just the, the reality of it. You're not going to, you're not going to have everyone that, you know, it's so funny. I had, <laughs> and I think you have, you have Seth Godin come on your podcast soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. In May. Yeah. So I, I, I was really fortunate to get him on a couple of years ago. And I, one of the things he said, he said something like, and okay, this is, I was chuckling, but it was like something along the lines. I can't remember this if we recorded this or this was before and after we were chatting, but like something along the lines of like, you know, he sold whatever. He's a 20 books, like hundreds of thousands of people on his thing. And he's like, that's half of a whatever percent of the population. Like he's like, no one knows who I am. And I'd like start laughing, yeah. but like, I mean, that's the reality It's like, even someone that a lot of people know, like Seth Godin is still a very small minute of the population that if you talk to an average person, they wouldn't even know who he was, you know? So it just depends 30, on the circles you're in and, and what you're trying to do. You know, a hundred percent, 37% of the world has never logged on to the internet. That's pretty insane. <laughs> like, and you just like, you put it in perspective, like I'm in it, you know, I'm fully in the internet. You're in the internet. You know yeah. who I am like that. So it, it's wild to think of. Um, but yeah, man, it also, it helps you realize like as exciting as it is, like your ego doesn't, can't even get involved when you realize how insignificant you are when so little people know about you or like whatever yeah. like it just puts it in perspective and i like that from seth godin i'm just like dude like a lot of people know who i am but also not a lot do at the same time and if you can hold those two in your head together you can have a lot of peace i feel well and it goes back to and i think actually you mentioned this um i think in the one of the podcasts i was listening to that you did was around like you were money focused and then yes. you, once you change your mindset of more of this purpose-driven, this kind of different focus, that changed everything, right? Missionary versus mercenary. Like, I was like, how do I make money? Because I wanted to, like, feel cool. I wanted to feel like I did it on my own, that I didn't need anyone's help, that I could provide for myself. And that was great, and I did that, but it was also, like, very unfulfilling because a deep part of me was, like, not excited to wake up every day. A deep part of me was, like, I know I could do more. I know I can impact more people. I know I can provide more joy. I know I can like live a life that's more true to my soul. Like I knew that deeply. And so you can only know that deeply for so long before you have some sort of depressive episode of not feeling enough in September of 2019. Yeah. 
What um I wanted to I, I had something written down here this three month rule and I I, oh, I was gonna God. talk about it about five minutes ago but we went on a good rant there um around you know can you think about like goal setting or kind of getting your mindset and stuff can you share a little bit because I, I thought when I read that that was really intriguing and kind of a way to think about it I haven't written about that in a long time and I want to I'm gonna try to do another thread on that or post more about that because I think people kind of get this idea that I've been inconsistent. I'm inconsistent at certain times. In, I've been super inconsistent at certain times in my life. And so I, the three-month rule is something that I realized during COVID where it was June of 2020, and I was feeling really good about life, about things. But I also knew that in February of 2020, I was depressed and I was upset and I didn't know what direction to go to. And so I was like, how do I reconcile these things that I could feel so differently with really just a three-month difference? And it made me realize that, oh, like 80% of who we are as human beings, if not more, is just based on the things we've been doing for the past three months. And I would argue like some of us are more on that spectrum than others. And for me, it's probably closer to 90%. If I am like David Perel interviewed me and he asked me like, what do you do with negative thoughts? Like, what do you do when your mind goes to negative thoughts? I literally couldn't tell him because I'd forgotten what it felt like to have negative thoughts. Like it had been so long, it had only been two months. So I guess my point with all this is to say that like what you are doing today is leading you somewhere. It's leading you to a person, the person you're going to be in three months. And you are building those blocks and you have been building those blocks. The person you are today is just based on who you were for the past three months and the things you've been doing. How you're feeling about yourself is a combination of your diet, your sleep, the how much purpose you're living on a day-to-day -day basis, your exercise, like give me all of those things and I'll, for the past three months, and I'll tell you how you're feeling today. And so what's cool about this is you are currently building that person three months from now. We're recording this in January of 2022. In April of 2022, if you're doing the right things today, you're building that person and we'll continue building that person for the next three months. So I don't know, it's just a helpful reminder because the three month rule, we often just get overwhelmed with life, overwhelmed with like, oh, I, I did this wrong. I did this right. Yada, yada. It's like we have all these stories we tell ourselves. Well, the story that I choose to tell myself is the person that I am today is based on what I've been doing for the past three months. And the person I'm going to be is also based on the next three months. So let's make today really good. Yeah, I love that, dude. I love that mentality. Because you could look back 10 years even and be like, oh my God, I changed so much. But I think even looking back, it, it goes back to what you mentioned earlier. I think, you know, James Clear talks a lot about this is like, act like the per, you know, like act like a healthy person. You don't have to always set goals yes. like act, you know. So it's like, okay, if I've been acting like that, well, now I can keep letting the ball roll down the hill, you know, versus to your point is like, well, if you don't do anything, yeah, you're not going to look like, or if you go again, if you go the opposite side, if you start making some bad choices, those start showing up in a little bit, right? They might not show up right away, but over a few month period, six months, et cetera, you start seeing those kind of negative thoughts, negative thoughts kind of come out into play. So. Absolutely. And, and the thing is about the meditation, I, when I did meditation, I did not notice a difference until I had been doing it for three months. When I started lifting weights, I didn't notice a difference until I'd been doing it for three months. And it just, I had, it's just something. And the podcast itself, I didn't notice a difference until Gary Vaynerchuk came on at episode 39 after I'd been doing it for three months. And listen, that's not going to be everyone's experience. And that's a wild circumstance, but it's just like, 
oh wow, maybe there's something there. And and honestly, like I've started to take the podcast seriously in October of 2022 and been like, I'm gonna put out three a week, October, November, December, and in January, it has been one of the best months of my life and just like the most joy and the most downloads and all this stuff. It's just like, oh, that makes sense. It took it takes three months for people. People are currently reacting to the things you've been doing for the past three months. That's what they're seeing. And so you are also the external results only happen after after that that period of time. That's what I've seen at least. And it's been well, true in my life. I think podcasting is a great example because rarely do people go back and listen to, you know, episode 29 of the, you know, Joe Rogan experience, right? From like 2013 or whatever the hell it was. So I think that's the whole thing. It's like, yeah, and you and I probably will be, we could beat up our own work, be like, oh my God, don't listen to episode, you know, five or whatever. But the, uh, the reality is no one's rarely going to listen back to that. So it's really over the last period of time is when you're listening. Because again, that's all, the problem with content. It keeps getting shuffled, you know, unfortunately, but the good yeah, and bad well, of that. What, well, what's interesting is though, and what I love about podcasting is the ability to look back at the old content and the ability for anyone to pull back old content at any time. Meaning that I've definitely watched Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss, which I believe is episode a hundred something or 200 something of Joe Rogan's podcast. And the, the point that I'm making here is like, imagine a radio show. No one it's, it's literally impossible to go back into the archives of a radio show. And this is what makes podcasting a superior medium. I, I bet that Joe Rogan's archive, the things that he's published in the first 1,000 episodes get an enormous amount of listens. And that's a super cool thought and idea and makes me really excited because I know I'm building my own archive right now. Oh, absolutely. I wish there was a better way to search on this. stuff. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I, I don't, I read physical books. I just like, I don't know, I'm old school. Um, but same. like, you know, having like a, a Kindle or something like that where you can highlight is there technology out there? Maybe there, maybe, I don't know, yes. but like where you could like air audio, okay. air audio. Yeah. A I R R I believe it's called super smart founders and, and great, great app, which I don't use, but I've heard people use and love, which lets you highlight old sections of podcasts. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. yeah that, or any section so that you could yeah. save it. Yeah. That's, that's baller. <laughs> I think that, well, I think that could be, that's that YouTube clip, right? That you maybe go back to yes. because no one might listen to the whole hour, but gosh, if there's a four minute segment, that's really powerful. You know, how do we drudge that up? You know? Yes, absolutely. There's some value that needs to be captured there over a long enough time horizon. Let me ask you a couple more questions here. I want to be sensitive to your time, uh, but let's talk about podcasting a little bit. What have you, so I'm curious with being self-reflective here. How has your interview style changed over the last two and a half years? So when I first started, it was zero prep. I was like, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to wing it. It's going to be fun. That was how I started. Then it was, I'm going to do so much research because I know that I, I, I didn't do any research and it turned out awful. So I'm going to do deep research. And then what's been cool is just like evening that out. In that I do the deep research and you'll, if people really comment on the deep research, but I'm also not so, I'm not so attached to it. I can let it go and I'm comfortable letting it go. And I'm comfortable just talking about what, what did that person say last? What was, what's interesting to them? And so I've gotten into trouble when I've focused on it so heavily and not been present, which is 
it's harder more, to more do. rigid, like very rigid in the conversation. Yeah, rigid. Yeah. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. So when I've let go of that rigidity and started to lean into the flow of it while also doing the research, which is like a, a nuanced battle for me personally, uh, it's been an incredible experience. So yeah, I think I, that's how I've grown. No, that's, that, that's really good. I think some you almost have to have the research to throw it out. And you pull from it That's when you need, you. but it's, yeah, it's like, it's like having coffee with someone. Like it's good to know some things, but also the curiosity can move if you don't. That's how at least I think about it, you know, for sure. Uh, I think that's a, a yeah. great, a great perspective because if you, if you are too attached to it, you just, you get, you go down, it sounds too, it sounds too scripted. And what we love about conversations is the unscripted nature of it. But at the same time, I'm trying to bring out insightful things. So that's where the research does help. Yeah. What do you do from, so if someone's getting started with a podcast, let's say 2023 is their year, they're doing it, right? Yeah. What are you, what are you sharing with them um, in terms of maybe, what's the checklist of a couple of things? They can't do 20 things right away, but what are the two or three big things to start with? I would say the first thing is to make sure that you like it. Like you shouldn't do something because you think I'm cool or you think you're cool and that's why you're going to do it. Cause I've started things like that in the past. And then right. I thought the person was cool, but I'm like, I don't like actually doing the activity. I'm grateful that I didn't do it and continue doing it. But the, the point is that you need to actually figure out if you enjoy doing it. And the best way to figure out if you enjoy doing it is to set a mark of like, I'm going to record X number of episodes. And that could be six, like it was for Tim Ferriss. For me, it was 100. I'm not going to stop doing this. I can stop doing this after 100, but that's my commitment. I'm going to do at least 100. For you know, someone else, it might be 20 or 30. Pick a number that calls to you and commit to it. And if you do it for that amount of episodes and then you want to quit, that's fine. But you need to publish that amount. Um, and I think that's just like a, a really important thing. You can focus on growing the show. You could focus on the marketing of it. You could focus on niching down or not niching down or all these like extra things. But like the core of it is, do you enjoy doing it? And if the answer is yes, then like keep doing it and, and keep asking yourself, how can I make this better? But if you don't enjoy doing it, then you don't, you shouldn't do it. So I think pick a number of episodes to record and publish, do that, and then reassess from there. And, and I would even add on top too with the, the whole, cause I think a lot of people get stuck up like, well, do I do an interview show? Do I just share my thoughts? Do I get friends? Do you know, whatever. It's like, just who cares? It, it, you might pivot after 10, like it doesn't matter. Again, the reality is most people aren't going to go back and listen to them. And if they do, now you have a story like, yeah, I started out this way and now I pivoted this, you know? I think most people get hung up, most people meaning I got hung up with that. Like, oh, what, what am I going to do? I don't know, you know? Yeah. I, I think so on that point, I had the idea in July of 2020 and I was like, let me take action on this almost immediately. So I, I, I went basically to a retreat, a five day retreat, just in the middle of nowhere with no technology. And I just wrote down like what I wanted the podcast to be, the guests that I wanted to have on and just like the things I was excited about. And it was, it was really insightful because I was like, oh, like I just can go. And it can be clear and I can invite these people on and then I'll publish them and it'll be great. And so I didn't overthink like, what should I name this? What should, you know, will anyone like this? What should my posting schedule be? There's all these little decisions you have to make. 
But if you can get comfortable with action and not knowing, you can really make a lot of progress in life. So I, I highly recommend people. This is something that podcasting has really taught me as well, is that podcasting has improved my ability to take the thoughts in my head and make them real. Because every time you're speaking, that's what you're doing. You're taking the thoughts in your head and making them real by putting them out into the world. And so the skill of putting something in your head and then making it reality is something that we all will need to do continuously throughout our life. So get good at that skill and uh, shorten the time frame from the thought to the reality. And you will see incredible results if you keep asking yourself, how can I make this better? That's really that's really insightful, dude. I like that. Let's get into more of the 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 philosophy of the of mm-hmm. podcasting. What a uh, mm-hmm. what about last thing I guess on this is like from an equipment, anything like is there anything, you know, obviously we're recording this through Zoom. I mean, I I've searched so many other platforms. I know there's some better ones out there, but I, I just kind of for I, you know, the consistency, I've stuck with Zoom. Do you use anything else? And by the way, I've noticed you doing in person, dude. Again, you talk about you don't you know, I have a 10-year-old, sometimes it's tough to but like, I, I get it, like uh, traveling and stuff. That's awesome that you're doing in person, man. That's that's pretty baller. Yeah, I know. It's it's so cool. And it's just like asking myself, how can I make this better? Yeah. Right. And I, I'm, I'm looking at a, a Zoom or a Riverside is what I use when I do virtual. Um, but I just ask myself, how can I make this better? How can I make this better? And you make you could make it better by interviewing people wherever you are or like the the connection with somebody is deeper, I find. And I go deeper places when I interviewed in person and when I interview people in person, which is really cool, but it's, it's amazing. Like whatever you could do playing at your, wherever you are at is so important. I feel and, and having grace for yourself with that, because like you said, like I don't have a 10 year old child and I'm just like, I'm just trying to do whatever I possibly can to grow this podcast and make it better. And so, yeah, do it in person and just the equipment. I think the equipment is so overhyped i don't think it matters at all i recommend uh like i i started with a blue yeti but i don't recommend that at all um because like it's it's staticky and it's not good with wood floors but i i have some resources i'm trying to think i i don't have any off the top of my head i'm sorry but no no, that's okay are you um yeah are you mostly doing like local around your area or do you actually get on a plane to do like interviews right now it it totally depends like I went on a plane because I went to Miami last week because this this dude George Heaton was he's normally based in the UK but then he was going to Miami so then I I contact my network and I'm like who else is in Miami and then you know this great entrepreneur is and this amazing guy is so I got episodes coming out with Elliot Biznow and Dickie Bush and I went to Miami and just interviewed them and it was phenomenal and just the in person of it was really impactful are you uh are you setting up i'm sorry i'm gonna ask because i'm 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 just curious are you bringing like mics and a camera like what's the setup like if you're traveling like you're going to their location or yeah so i I was originally going to do that and then the producer for uh lewis house was like dude like production is a whole nother ball game like just get the studio space like trust me oh i see so So you rented some space okay that's smart okay yeah because otherwise that's a it all takes it all could potentially take away from the conversation in the sense of if I don't have the production dialed, if I don't press record, if yeah. if one thing goes wrong. So 
going to a studio was helpful. Oh, that's awesome. That perspective. Yeah, yeah. What uh so someone's getting started again, this could be podcasting anything. Again, you can kind of more the the philosophy side. You can ask a question mm-hmm. of the audience, whatever you want. Um what would you share as kind of a lasting impression of our conversation? Something to kind of get folks over that hump to get started today. A question? You can ask or a question. A I, sometimes I'd like to ask a question to the audience because that makes it an actionable thing. You can just give advice. Yeah. You could share insight, you know, a story, whatever you like. Yeah. What comes to mind for me is like we talked about, the understanding that who you are yesterday is not indicative of who you can become today. And if some part of this conversation hit you, I think it's really imperative of you to have a thought and then make it reality quickly. And just that idea, whether that's like whatever comes to mind, people have things in their head if you let them be. Like I encourage everyone to sit for five minutes and see what comes up. Like no input, see what comes up or go on a walk for five minutes, see what comes up and then actually take action on that thing that day. If you could do that, that's, uh, I think we all have this thing in our head of like something guiding us, telling us where to go, but we often don't listen to it. So we don't know where to actually go. And because we're muddled with the voices of other people, of podcasts, of videos, of all this stuff, like spend some time with yourself, figure out where the voice in your head is telling you to go. Listen to that that day and uh, execute and then tweet me at Hey Danny Miranda to let me know how that went for you. Are you, uh, are you writing that down? Is that part of your journaling? Like those thoughts that you have as well? So how I journal is I just put out a list the night before of like, this is what I need to do. This is, this is what I got on the docket for tomorrow. And so, and then I also, after the day is over, I'll rate the day on a scale from negative two to plus two. So I got that from Jim Collins on Tim oh, yeah. Ferriss and just yeah. like, so I'll go through the list. I'll be like, what did I, what did I get done in that day? And what did I, uh, what would I rate the day? And that's cool. Cause it's like, I forget what I did two weeks ago. Like I have no clue. <laughs> and I think we, we all have very poor short-term memories. If you really think like how, what do you have for dinner? Three, three weeks ago on Tuesday. Like I have no clue, like no, no idea. And I'm not putting that down, but I, the tasks, I also forget and the things that I did, but the things we do make up the person we are. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to have a list of that. And I just recently started doing that, but it's been impactful for me. Yeah. The journaling, the reason I asked that is like, I find by putting those thoughts down, like, especially if I go for a walk or whatever, and I use like the notes app and you know, my iPhone or whatever, but like, because it becomes more actionable when it's actually written down. I find if it's floating in the head, sometimes we, we have a, tendency to let it go away. Um, and my memory is not good enough to remember every single thought, you know? So it's like, you got to jot those down. By the way, did, did you ever listen to the um, Tim Ferriss had Penn Jillette on? Did you ever listen? Do you remember that episode? If not, it's like from a few years ago, go back and listen to it. It's fascinating. The reason I bring that up, I, I don't know why I just jogged my memory. He literally has a journal from like the last 15 years. Like so cool. every note of like, so he can go back to like, you know, January, you know, 23rd, 2014 or something like that. But he's, so an, inter- cool. he's an interesting dude. He's an interesting I, dude. I can't wait to check that out. And, you know, my grandpa as well, like he did it for running and he has every year of his running notes from like 1970 onward. Oh my it's gosh. wild. It's like, 
God bless. You know what I mean? Like just to have all those notes, those records. And, you know, I mean, some people that calls to some people, it doesn't. Right. And I, I don't think like, oh, you don't keep a record. You don't write down your notes, whatever. Like some people are getting by just fine without doing that. But it's just been impactful for me. And uh, there's been periods of my time, periods of my life when I haven't done that and periods when I have. And I'm more impactful in the periods that I do it. But you take it. You don't like yeah. whatever. Hey, this is a lot of fun, man. I, I hope we get a chance to uh, chat again here soon. I enjoyed the conversation with you. Um, you're you're living a lot on Twitter, right? Hey, Danny Miranda. Yes. At, or at Hey, yes. Danny Miranda. Um, yes, anywhere sir. else? You got your website up? Yeah, I mean, YouTube is probably the other place. Okay. But I mean, I, I tell people and I direct people to the podcast yeah. because it's my belief that over the next 50 years, the social media apps will change, but the podcast will not. Yeah, good call on that. The the Danny Miranda, do you? It's a show. I, I always forget the Danny no, Miranda podcast. It's not the Danny Miranda. I know. Show. The People Danny think Miranda. it's the show. Yeah, yeah. The Danny Miranda podcast. Dave, this is a lot of fun, man. I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your journey, dude. And I look forward to connecting soon. I appreciate you bringing me on. Thanks for the impactful questions and thoughtful. And I I learned I learned something about myself. So it was cool listening to you. I forgot about the three month rule and. Now here I am thinking about it. So thank you. Appreciate it, dude. Hey, everyone. And just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianondraco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions where I share insights and information around getting unstuck perspective, mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in and have a phenomenal day.